Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana, virtually. How are you? What's going on? Always a pleasure. I see you're back from Aruba. Looking tan. I'm back. Looking happy. I know. Take it in. Take in that jealousy. I, I, uh, I got many a, D, many a DM from people saying, uh, Jordana's going to freak out. That tan is I, really you're yeah. gonna be there i i feel it i uh, uh positivity's in the air i i can feel it from the last time i was in new york people are getting vaccinated it's uh happening. You, you know spring is springing daylight savings time really changed people's view on shit what do you think you, yeah I, think it's- I mean i'll be honest it's still a little fucking cold a little um, cold. <laughs> a little cold. Um, it's still a little cold. That's the thing about March. It's hopeful, but it's still it's still very cold. Um, so which again brings me back to the jealousy over your tan. But you know, my time will come. Yeah, it'll um, come. It'll come. Um, You'll get there. I'm looking forward to it. Um and yeah, we had a big week at Betches. We um we did our whole rebrand. As you can see, the cover art for the U Up podcast is new. Yeah, that's right. It's beautiful. All the cover art for all the podcasts look great. Like it's uh, and congratulations. The bachelor one looks great too. The bachelor ones look great. Congratulations, ten years. Like this is this yeah, is it's an been a unbelievable celebration. Like any bitch would. <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday month. Yeah, you exactly. guys, you really did. That is very on brand. You're right. Um, yeah, it's very, uh, it's very in brand and, um, yeah, we're excited. We have new look. Um, you know, if you go to batches.com, you can see the whole new website. Obviously the cover of the podcast has changed. Um, and we've got some really cool new, um, merch out on shopbetches.com. Jared, you'll have to tell me what exactly you want and we'll, we'll send it to you. There's some very I, yeah, cool I, I, stuff. I want some things. I, uh, I especially want, and I think I'm, I'm bringing this up because again, I, you and I, I think this podcast has done a good job. I'll pat us, I'll pat ourselves on the back for being optimistic throughout this whole thing as much as we could. Sure, we get a little negative. Sure, we give you the tough talk on your dating stuff, but like 
The idea, just the idea that we talked about dating during a pandemic is optimism in itself. And I'm going to continue that with saying to people, it's going to be a party. This thing's going to end. You are going to see more people than you ever thought you were going to see. You're going to have be out with friends on nights you never thought you were going to go out. You're going to be meeting new guys, meeting new women. It's going to be a good thing. It's coming. Call me Nostradamus. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> I see it in the streets. Take this as put this on uh, on your ringtone. Make me your ringtone. And here's your ringtone. We're coming the fuck back. It's coming back. You're going to have a fun summer. You're going to have an amazing summer, a great spring. You look great. I can see it through the screen. I can see it through your podcast app. I see you, listener, Mr. Listener, Mrs. Listener, Ms. Listener. You look amazing. You're ready for this. Here's a great way to celebrate. We have a new Red Flag Deal Breaker expansion pack, and it's good news is you do not need to own the first game in order to purchase this. It's an additional card game that is just as fun. So you're going to be out at parties. You're going to be with new people. The Red Flag Deal Breaker card game is the perfect way to get to know new people. Right, Jordana? It's amazing for icebreakers. You know, someone actually DM'd me when I, I posted about it this morning, and someone DM'd me, and she was like, um, I just bought this game. I had the first one. I, lo- I I play this on dates all the time. I leave it on my coffee table. And the guy's like, what's this? And then we play. And it's such a great way to get to know like a guy that I'm going on a date with. Absolutely. And you're about to meet a lot of different new people. Again, mo- that means more fun, more excitement, more heartbreak. Not going to lie to you. But let's get through that. Let's figure out who the people we want to hang out with more by b- getting the Red Flag Deal Breaker card game from Shop Betches. Is that where they go? Where do they go, yes. Jordana? Just go to shopbetches.com and go to the go look at the collections for you up and you'll see not only the card game, but all the other merch that we have on there. Absolutely. I just I got so excited seeing that Red Flag Deal Breaker card game in the in our agenda today because I was like, it's coming. Don't you feel it? Don't you see I it? I do. I feel like it's 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 going to be a fun time to be single. It's going to be a fun summer. And, you guys, um, lucky you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get to look at the same people we've been looking at, but all, good for you. <laughs> all year, every day. Um, uh, any what's other going on with you? Well, uh, any other announcements, but also the 10-year. How does it feel to be a 10-year CEO? What would you... How do you how do you feel? Is it weird? It is weird. Um, it's weird. It's cool. It's exciting. It's scary. It's like you know what I mean. Because it's not like it's been ten you're years. Not, and it's you're done. not old. Like that's the thing. <laughs> like this is the type of achievement that you would expect, like to be celebrating with your dad or mom, right? Or like my kids or something. I yeah. don't know. It's yeah. Like you would like, remember celebrating it for your mom and her gynecology practice. Like you'd be like, I remember <laughs> we had a ten year anniversary party for your, you know, your private practice, right? Like yeah. I, I was thinking about you the other day about this. No, I think it's cool. I mean, it's great to be able to look back on also just like I mean, we started this company as twenty one years old, so it's yeah. I've not only been a professional transition of like growing this company and doing a lot of cool things, but also very personal, you know, like being a very different person than I was back then in a lot of ways the same, but also like just looking back at like who I was when we started this and then how I've personally evolved and how the business has evolved. Um, It's been really cool, but it's also like there's more work to do. So yes, well, that's exciting. That's like the most exciting type of business that you're like, we're not done yet. Like, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. 
it's uh it's good and check us check out the at batches podcast which launched last week um me sammy and eileen were going through like you know we're going back to high school college telling you all the uh all the stories you probably haven't heard before um about the three of us and like uh, stories about building this company and also even before we met even before we started it the sisterhood of the traveling seven jeans i love it yes there you go. <laughs> so I'm very excited. That's awesome. So I, I'm excited for you guys and congratulations again. I, um, Thank you. Uh, annou- announcements for my end. Um, the special is humming. It's on there. Um, if you haven't watched the stand-up special, please, please make a night of it. You know, while we're still locked in the house, um, go make a night of it. It's a 35-minute stand-up special and it, it can let you remember all the social anxieties of 2020. It's on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. Tag me in it. Let people know, share it, comment, like it, do all that stuff. Um, I've got live shows and they're start. the calendar is starting to take some form here. Um, we're doing more live shows. I'm coming to Charleston. I'm coming to Long Island. We're in Long Island. Uh, the, the, the brokerage where Levittown, is that where I'm going? Oh, I've heard of Levittown. Right. The original suburb. The original suburb. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) I'm going to be, that's, that's where I'll be. Um, yeah, but it's all my calendar. Jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. It's also, I'm doing a lot of, um, Jordana, you'll, you'll probably get a kick out of this. I, I'm doing a lot of corporate gigs. Oh, cool. Uh, Yeah. So I get, and they're all virtual. So it's and and they're I and the way people are finding me for the, I've done these in the past and comics have to do corporate gigs all the time like stand up stand up you do stand right. up for you know a business or whatever they're doing and a lot of businesses are just looking for ways to like shake up their zooms mm-hmm. so a lot of people and the people that I have been the reason I'm getting more of them is this podcast people here that listen are in positions where they're like they're in HR or they're the head of a company like you. And they're like, how do we do something different for our company? So I've had a lot right. of people reach out just not even with, with, I haven't even mentioned it. This is stuff I would do. You know, like I, it's usually like an 80 year old guy who's like, come here, kid. Can you do a little Henny Youngman for us? And it's like, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> but these have been fun events. So if you're in that position where you work with a company and you want to do private gigs, Message through my website at jaredfree.com. There's yeah. a message. There's a way to message me. So because I, I'm only saying this because people have been reaching out lately. I've got no a totally. And I feel like we are very lucky. All of our listeners have like very cool jobs, very cool companies, yeah. and they're able to like facilitate this sort of thing. Our listeners are so awesome. I'm actually for my wedding. I'm actually using a photographer who reached out to me as an original listener of this podcast. That's amazing. Um, and she was like really wanted to to shoot our wedding night she has a real she's amazing amazing photos um and i'll link out to her like uh I, soon it's actually i'll i'll find i'll find her instagram because you guys we'll should find check it out if you're, i, I want to tell a yeah. quick story which will make the listeners blush not to like blow smoke up the listenership's assholes but let me say this they would blush every time my dad describes who listens to this podcast my dad, if you like, he does this, you know, when like dads do the same speech over yes. and over again, they repeat it. Definitely. My dad, he'll be like, if, if I, I've overheard him, he said the speech to me and I've heard him tell the speech to other people of like, what type of person listens to this podcast? And he's like, they're smart, beautiful women, 
who are upward mobile, <laughs> re, uh, career women, killing it in their industry. That's the type of listener. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there like, go on. Like, I'm taking pride <laughs> in the type of person. Pride in you, the listeners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys so, are incredible. <laughs> so I, I do want to say that to people listening. Like, my dad's a huge fan of all of you. So um, that's. So if you see, yeah, if you see Jared's dad out, you yeah. let him know that uh, if he, you can get your autograph, he can get a picture with you guys. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, He's check the out guy my that's photographer. Way too tan, more tan than I am. Who's the photographer? Link them out. She does destination weddings. She's incredible. It's at P B I C H A R A photo. Awesome. So on Instagram. listen, if you guys are looking, that's a that's a place to go. Okay, let's get to today's show. Before we do. We have a brief announcement. We've been doing this show a long time. We have the same type of show every week. That's why you love it. That's why you guys listen. We want to do something different. So we had this idea. We are going to do a quick hits episode. Jared, what does that mean? That means we're going to do like a bunch of your dating questions. We're going to do like uh, as many as we can get through. And the only way... To get your question on to next week's episode for our quick hits episode is to follow the at you up pod Instagram account because we're going to put up a question box at some point from now until next week. There's going to be a question box and we're going to use those questions on the episode. So the only way to get your question on is to follow you up podcast on Instagram at you up pod and then that question box is going to come up. And you guys put your questions up, and that's going to be our whole episode the, the following week. I'm excited about this. Right, Jordana? I'm really excited as well. It's a great way. I know we get, we get thousands and thousands of emails, so this is a great way. If you have a good question and you can state it succinctly, we will answer it, and we're really excited about it. Well, some people just want to hear us like kind of like go off on general topics. This is a good way to get in your like, th- you know, your question on Snapchat, your question on Instagram, your question on... I'm seeing a guy for a month. What do you think of this? You know, just that generalized question that you and your friends at the brunch table have been kind of hemming and hawing over. We can go into it, right? Right. We will solve the brunch table issues. That's right. As we do every week. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love has started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code podcast15. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels 
feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. What are we talking about today? We're talking about what to do if you feel like you've outgrown your relationship which I think is a very interesting topic. I feel like I always think about this when I think of people who like met in college or like right after Mm. and they're dating for like five years or something where you're kind of like, seems kind of incredible that you could go through like those first two or three years after college and still like each other or not wonder. Well, it's, it's kind of why people talk shit about that relationship. Like, the college sweetheart, the high school sweetheart, because it's hard to understand. I can understand it and I can't understand it at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like I, I, mean, I can understand, yeah. I can understand that someone becomes like family to you and that's kind of what everyone's looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and, very, very comfortable, but I feel like you change. There's so much that ha- you change so much in those like first few years. It seems like it would be harder to stay together. So I guess if you can make it, you kind of, sh- I'm always like, if you could last, you know, it's like the person who was with the person they were dating abroad. It's like if you stayed with them through abroad. You might as well marry them. So you already <laughs> missed out on that experience. <laughs> well, but but at the same time, it's like if you can get through abroad, why don't you just marry him? Then you go, well, now I'm graduated. I'm going through life. And, you know, that it was easier to go through abroad together because you're in college and you never had to, like, wake up at 8 a.m. to go to the gym before work. Like, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Like, yeah, I, 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 I think, like, it's hard. I, people get very judgy, and, and I see it especially because we talk about dating a lot. Someone will go, oh, high school sweethearts, what a bunch of fucking idiots. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> believe that, you know? Like, I, no, I think, I think it, it's incredible. I think it's like, it seems, it's kind of like you don't know what's going on behind closed doors, so I always think it's either incredible or people are, are settling. Or it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the, it's legitimately one or the other. I don't know. It's, um, it's. Do you feel I think this can happen during quarantine during the pandemic like someone could have, you know, this year people have grown up and they've gotten younger. You know what I mean? Like and also you see someone that you're with go through something where you might have only seen the person you're with go through abroad, which isn't like that's like the most luxury adventure of all time, you know? You had to deal with culture shock, <laughs> right? It's <laughs> of your it's American school in a- a- right. your apartment building that was all kids from Wisconsin. Yeah, in right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think like this is like the pandemic is a very real. It's the pandemic is having a baby. It's losing someone in the family. Like it's as serious as any of those things. So I could see how someone could go. 
wow, I grew up during this and you did not, or you grew up during this, I don't want to grow up. Right. And yeah, and I think it sometimes can be like, who is changing? Like, am I changing or is the person changing? Or like, how is this? Because it's not always that, that like, it's usually, it's almost like when one person feels like they've outgrown a relationship, to me, that usually means they're the ones that the other person didn't do anything wrong. If they stayed the same, the person who wants out is kind of like, I changed. I want different things now. Sure. And I, I, I not to jump ahead a little bit, but I think our email, it, it, it to me, there's a very big tight wire walk of like getting a little judgmental on that. Like sometimes mm -hmm. people like it's okay to feel that you're a different person without feeling that the person you're with is a bad person for not changing as well. Totally. Totally. Because like, again, someone could, you could change and, and want different things, but that other person didn't do anything wrong. It just might mean they're, they're no longer a match for you. You can be a match with someone and then eventually, and then one day not become a match doesn't mean that person's an asshole. It just means that you want different things than you used to. And it's more about you than them. Yeah. And, and, and what happens a lot, and I'll speak from the guy side of things is, you know, a lot of women will go, you're 30 <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what to say to that. You know, you're like, 30 meaning what? Like you're old. It's time. What are you doing? It, it becomes like how you're, it, I guess it's a judgment, but it's like, it's the way someone looks at you to say that you're wrong for not being where I am. Like I, like a lot of men move forward. You're saying, it, or yeah, like, ready yeah. to move forward or ready to like do things that are more 30 specific to one person. Right. I, I'm using 30 as a arbitrary age. It could be any age because again, like I have people say to me all the time, like, like, like I've had my dad go to me like, you're 36. You got all the time in the world. Like he's like, what an age, you know? Right. And then someone else looks at me and is like, you're 36. Like I've had yeah. Jess be like, you want to be an old dad? I'm like, and then I've never thought of it. I'm like doing the math on my fingers. I'm like, um, I, oh my God, I will be 80 when they're 10. You know, like <laughs> I, you know, so I, I think it's, it's one of the, and, and I, I go back and forth on that a lot as far as like growing up versus not growing up versus where are you in life? I think a lot of people, especially during this pandemic, has taken stock of like where they are. They've we've had time to think about it. And it's like, oh, I'm not 24 and just hanging right. around New York City anymore. Oh, wow. I, I forgot about that. I think a lot of men are having that happen. Well, there's not as many distractions before there yeah. used to be just like all these things that you would could do to like not think about or analyze your life and everything was like status quo. But I think this has taken away a lot of distractions. You're really like put with the person in front of you and you're kind of like, do I want this? Yeah. Is this for me? A, that's a big thing. I, and I think that's happening for a lot of people. And it's like, I think that's, um, you know, the pandemic gives, makes it so there's that like, ex like what you just said is so true. It's like, there's less to do. So you still look at this person and you go, would I have looked, <laughs> you know, like, does that mean I wouldn't have looked at any other time? Maybe I think like, well, that's kind of like, well, that's bringing it back full circle to that whole like college relationship that lasts forever and they get married. I'm kind of like part of me always wonder when I see those people on both. I was I remember dating and like seeing those girls from college who would like marry their college boyfriend and being like on the one hand really jealous mm -hmm. um, that they just, you know, they had it figured out, which is probably, you know, it, or it seemed like they had it figured out. Like it seemed like um, they like just locked out and met 
a great person really early and they didn't have to deal with any of the shit that I was doing, <laughs> that I was dealing with. Um, but the shit you were and, dealing with was, I mean, if it to kind of go back at that, like the shit you were dealing with were like adventures. Like whenever someone talks about like adventuring around New York City, like a lot of women who use that word, I'm like, right. And I'm always like, I roll my eyes a little bit. Like, what adventure are you going on? I think I did a bit on one of my, uh, on my stand up album, I did a bit about it. But it's like, but the real adventure is kind of the heartbreak and the learning and the shitty part of it yeah. that comes with the good part. No, I mean, looking back now, I'm glad I had those years, but definitely in the moment when struggling with it, I was like, I wish this could just be a little easier. Um, yeah. And I would wonder, I mean, like, it's kind of like part of me was jealous and part of me was like, have you looked at that? Part? <laughs> like, is it like, or is it kind of, I mean, it's, we talked about this with Logan Yuri, where it was kind of like, are you just going with the flow? Like, are you making these decisions I forgot what she called it, but it was like, are you making these decisions intentionally? Or are you just kind of like rolling into the next step? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a that's a real thing. Should we do go to the emails? Should we? Yeah, should, let's do it. Read this out. I'll read it. Hi, JJ. Obviously love you guys and haven't missed one episode since your first. Great. Uh, been to your live shows, virtual shows, the whole, whole shebang. Love the shebang. For- <laughs> love it all i'm looking for some advice on a topic i don't think you've discussed i'm 26 years old and i feel like i'm outgrowing people my age including my long-term boyfriend i got a puppy during the pandemic and it just made me start to realize that my ideal night is going out to a nice dinner and maybe having one drink and then coming home and watching tv on the couch with my dog I've been dating my boyfriend for five years now. He and most of my friends are still very much in college mode with drinking and going out. And I just think I have very different priorities now. He was also very against me getting a dog, but never really explained why. He just kept saying it was too much responsibility, which I kind of felt like that was my decision to make. When it comes down to it, I think he was nervous that it took time away from him, which honestly has definitely happened. He also has always had a higher sex drive than me. So if we go a week without sex, it is the end of the world. And training a puppy has definitely caused that to happen a bunch. I just feel like we are constantly arguing over little things. We also don't live together. And it doesn't really seem like that's top of mind for him at all, even though he gets really upset when I don't sleep at his apartment often enough. In an ideal world, I think I would definitely want to live together. I guess my questions are, is it possible that I've outgrown this relationship? Does he resent me for getting a dog? Has the pandemic changed our relationship? I don't want to break up because I love him so much, but I, I don't, I just don't know if I can wait for him to mature or for these little fights to keep happening. Um, at this point, I'm just hoping I can hang on until the pandemic gets better and the puppy is more trained. So I have more time. Thank you so much for your help. Sincerely a stressed batch. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to break this person is not going to get better. It's this is, <laughs> she's got to end this. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's again, like, and to bring it back to what you were saying before, it's not, she doesn't have to end this because this guy, like, sucks. She has to end this because she's just, like, not, she's become a different person or yeah. wants, wants different things. And he's, and they're just lo- no longer as compatible as they used to be. Absolutely. And, and here's the, th- I just, like, there's a few things that I pick out from this email that, like, are just very interesting to me. Like, the way mm-hmm. she explains, um, he was very like uh, he, uh, very much in college. I have been dating my boyfriend for five years now. He and most of my friends are still very much in college mode with drinking, going out, and I think I have different priorities now. Like that to me that sounds is judgy. A little judgy. Like right. the idea that their priority is drinking and being in college mode is to say that they don't care about their jobs or their careers or their personal lives. It's like 
That's not just the word priority. And I don't think she meant it that way, but I can see how what it becomes this thing of like. And 26 is that age where you're kind of like, I'm still doing this or I'm like too good for this. Especially for a lot of girls, I think. 26 is a, is a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 26, 27 is when you start to get like the girls who were like not going out anymore Mm. or the girls who are going out every weekend night still it's like it sort of becomes like i put that behind me or i'm still doing it and i don't think either i was the girl who was still doing it so i don't um i get it um but that's such a female that is such a female thing to me like and i and i only learned this from this podcast this idea of like i like women have to shut doors on things they can't leave a door ajar like the (laughs) you mean like, like either i either go out or i don't go out I'm a go out person or I am a book at home, maybe one drink, maybe, you know, like I, and it's like men, I, I, and I can see it. No guy would say his priorities are to drink, but no guy would also say that like, I'm still in that college mode, you know, (laughs) like he's just going out. It's, it's, it's very, um, fluid situation like this guy wants to believe that he's a play hard work hard type of guy which is right like is there there no age for guys where you're like i should probably stop like blacking out every friday and saturday night i mean i i think that (laughs) there i think i think i've had that conversation with myself many a year um and but like i do like have the thing where it's like i do want to go out like I'll have that thing where I'll go out um, with Jess and then I'll come back and we'll be out until like late, late, late. And I'll come back and I'll wake up the next day. I'll be like, what am I doing? I didn't need that in my life, you know? Right. I feel like there's an age where like there's pregames. You know what I mean? Like when there, you'd have like a group of people that would like go out every weekend night. I mean, yours is more like you're going out and drinking with Jess. But like mm. you're not going to like pregames on Fridays and Saturdays anymore no but we've had instances where like her friends have all come over and i enjoy her friends i think they're all great and fun and then it'll be like late and i'll be like and i'll wake up the next day i'll be like did i need to be doing the extra hour (laughs) you know like and but i i think especially this is to me this is strikes me as very male to go is to look back on it not to look forward on it where i would go well i am now out of pregame mode you know, like it, it, right. it's more like a ah uh, uh, maybe next time I won't, and like, but I could be convinced. I don't know. It's it just the way she has explained her life versus his. Hers is like very much like I've moved on from fifth grade to sixth grade. I am now in middle school, and I am a middle schooler. Like I am now adult, twenty six. Here's my dog, and. We and I light candles from Joe Malone. I'm not getting the candles from Urban anymore. You know, I don't know. Which is like cool. Like that's fine if that's. I mean, it's fine. As right as the person who like wasn't doing that at 26, (laughs) I definitely had like a fear that the older I was doing it, that the more I was just going to become this like washed up party girl. (laughs) That was like, do you know what I mean? Who like. Yeah, drinking all the time and like age, like looked five years older than she was because, you know, what I mean, she, and I was like, I was doing that for a while. And I, but I, that, I think even if it wasn't like an actively affecting my decisions, it was definitely in the back of my head. Yeah, the washed <laughs> up party girl. Like, I don't know if I have the same washed up party boy 
thing, right. you know, like I, I, because, and then you look at another part in her email. Um, she then says he was very against me getting a dog, but never explained why he just kept saying it was too much responsibility, which I kind of felt like was my decision to make. And it's like, okay, to me, this is someone who's operating differently than the boyfriend. They are not that this is when I say that sentence is when I go, you are not in a relationship. You guys are hooking up and you get together and you have you you kind of play house for a second and then you go back to your separate lives because right. he has a right to say to you, this dog affects me. We've been together five years. I'm going to get blamed if I don't want to stay in for dog time. Totally. I mean, you see this on the opposite end all the time. I feel like we get things that's like, oh, he was like looking for a house and he didn't include me in mm. like looking at that and i think we would say the same thing like if someone's thinking of you as a we they are before they get a dog or do any or make a large investment or do something like that they're talking to you about it yeah Want, yeah yeah and 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 when you talk to him about it and he goes yeah it's gonna be a lot of responsibility and you're like that is not your decision to make it's like well i am because basically i i kind of my takeaway from the full email is like he can only be an asshole by the life that you're moving on to. Right. Which means that you're not compatible. So I guess her, exactly. to answer her question, I don't want to call it outgrowing him because I think that again, has like a judgmental tone of like, I'm now in like, I'm more mature than you. And I like want bigger things for my life than you. I don't like that term, but is it more like you drifted apart? I think that's a more accurate, um, way to describe this relationship that you've pro probably grown and are in different places in your life than you were when you first got together. Absolutely. And you may love him, but he, and he might have been a great relationship for you at some point, but like you're going to grow to re resent him. I mean, listen to how she's describing him. She says that his sex drive is higher and the dog's already taking away from that. So now he's a guy who hates dogs and doesn't get enough sex. Like, can you imagine? Like, right. the, like this is only going to get worse. You're starting at, well, he, my boyfriend's mad. We're not fucking enough for him. And he doesn't even like little Cujo. And it's like, oh, he's a monster. But in yeah. reality, he's just. Just say you're not a match. Yeah. yeah. Just not a match. Just say like, he's not, you know, you've, he wants different things than you. That's like. I, I have a question for you, though. This is a kind of leads us to a different place. The idea of waiting for someone to mature to you, how do you feel about that? Because she writes, "Can I, uh, if I can wait for him to mature or for these little fights to keep happening, at this point I'm just hoping I can hang on until the pandemic gets better and the puppy is more trained so I have more time. How do you feel about it? Because like, I feel like a lot of women do that where they're like, I'm just going to wait until, wait out these his his terrible twos until he's right. you know in, until I can put the the boyfriend in preschool like doesn't it what do you think I mean I know yeah I know a lot of women who do that I think and some of them it works sometimes and it doesn't work other times mm. um you know I've 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 known I have friends who've broken up with guys because they started dating them in a in a period in a when they were kind of like wanting to party or do more things and then they were like i want something different and i think i think that i think it's okay like i wouldn't say hang on but i would say like state what you want if the person is like down to come toward more towards your lifestyle mm -hmm. um 
and respect like the reasons behind why you want that, I think that's fine. But if you if you voice that concern a number of times and the person is like doesn't really seem interested in changing their lifestyle, they're probably not a good match for you anymore. Yeah, I, I just like I think when you say you're waiting for someone to mature, you have one definition of maturity. Like I've met a lot of immature older people like if you've ever been mm-hmm. like not everyone's version of maturity is the same thing. Like, I don't know. It's just yeah. like I, like when she talks about like his party days, like have you ever been to like a beach town? Like if you go to a beach town, you go to the beach bar, you see older people that are together like going wild and you're like good for those old people you know right and and it's like i don't think there was a point where she's like well i had to wait until he was ready to do the daytime drink that we wouldn't be going out at night like i don't i don't know it doesn't well i think those are they're also girls who are more okay with that yeah that's right yeah yeah i mean again it's like that some guys are always those guys who are like going out and drinking and partying and doing whatever which is fine and mm. some girls are like more into that than others. But I think that some girls who are not maybe would wait it out and say like, oh, maybe he's like going to, you know, he's going to be he's going to be overdoing this stuff soon. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is fine. I think it's also fine, again, as long as you state what you what you need and when you need it. And if the person doesn't meet you there, then they're not that interested in that lifestyle. And you're just not as good of a match as you might have thought you were. Yeah, I guess except if you have a dog and you want to spend one night, you know, have one glass of wine on the couch. Right. To me, yeah. she just seems like she's not that interested in him. Like she yeah, doesn't. She's kind of like when someone says, "Can I hang on?" Yeah, no. I would never want someone to describe their relationship with me as like hanging on. Mike is at the Mike is at the altar. I yeah. knew Jordana was the one when I decided to hang on a couple more months to yeah. see if she'd if I come could around. Just- I could just make it through <laughs> this next few months and obviously yeah. like relationship have, have have rough patches that's not to say like you should bounce as soon as things get a little tough but I think it just seems like she's not that interested she doesn't like him that much anymore yeah I'm with and she you. might love him and that's almost the hardest part it's like when you love someone but you kind of don't really like them anymore <laughs> yeah that is brutal that yeah that's like and and that gets talked about way less because you sound like the biggest asshole in the world. Like this, this woman could sound like a big piece of shit to her friends. Can you imagine you're at brunch and she's like, I love him, but I just don't like him anymore. And it's like, I'm not like you people anymore. I'm just not looking to party. (laughs) Really. I'm just looking to read a book and have one glass of wine at night. And it's like, it's like all her friends are saying, fuck you. You know? I mean, I, yeah, I've heard that from girls and I've been when being single and I'm like, Okay, that sounds like a great problem to have. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you've got this boyfriend. He's real. He wants to have sex with you too much, and um, he's really fun. Yeah. But <laughs> fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama, every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? 
Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Let's do some awkward sex you ready let's do it uup at betches.com uup at betches.com keep sending your awkward sex stories they're always so good this one's a good one i like this one dear j and j hello from amsterdam the netherlands wow we're international dreadana we did it all the way from amsterdam i love it Love your podcast. All the stories, comments, and advice make me much more confident in dating, not accepting any BS or settling for less. And you just make me laugh a lot, so thanks for all of that. I have an awkward sex story that I would like to share with you that I think you can appreciate. So I was dating this guy briefly. We were hitting it off really well, especially in bed. Our second date was cute. He cooked for me. We drank plenty of wine, and I stayed the night at his place for the first time. We both woke up dozens of times during the night. Somehow, we just slept really bad. So at some point, when I noticed he was all awake as well, I thought, why not wake him up for some more? Okay. Want some more sloppy juice? Uh, <laughs> I'm extra sloppy for you. That's right. <laughs> I started kissing and teasing him and eventually sat on top of him. Pleasantly surprised, he then was fully awake, and we had sex. The next morning, he prepared tiny pancakes for breakfast. Is that the most Amsterdam right, thing you've ever heard? Waffles. <laughs> you read a Stroop waffle? No, what's that? It's like they give them to you on some airlines, but they, they're a big oh, like, Amsterdam thing. It's like a cinnamon. They, they come in plastic packages, right? It's really good. They, some of them, those are like the packaged ones. They have like fresh ones too. It's like adorable. I mean, I just imagine him like, tiny pancake for you. Right. Tiny pancake for me. I don't know. That's, how, that's like my Emily impression. Emily in Paris, <laughs> but in Amsterdam. So cute. And then he thanked me for waking him up, saying he really enjoyed that after I went home. Fast forward to the weekend where I went to his place again. We sat on the sofa chatting and laughing until he said, I need to tell you something, but you have to promise you won't get mad. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Never something you want to hear. Well, I don't know about you guys, but if someone says that to you after just two dates, you start to think, what the fuck could I really be angry about? Oh, I would think, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. I wouldn't be like, but there's nothing to be angry about. I'd be like, oh, my God, this person, you know. Like, yeah, that's like a terrifying thing to hear. Yeah. I really had no clue. I, he grabbed his phone and told me he has this sleep app that tracks how well you sleep every night. What this app also does is record sounds in case you talk in your sleep. It took me half a second to realize when I saw the big grin on his face that this app had recorded our sex session. 
It even displays a graph of the volume of the sounds. He played the recording where at first it was cute, but still awkward. You could hear some kissing sounds, but forwarding to where the graph reached a peak, I could hear myself <laughs> moaning and climaxing. With my hands covering my face, I felt like I was melting into the sofa out of embarrassment, but at the same time, I couldn't stop laughing. This was both so awkward and hilarious. I also got very self-aware of my high-pitched moan that apparently comes out when I'm almost there. Can you imagine you like, cause no one, there is nothing worse than hearing your own voice. Like as if anyone yeah. that has a podcast can understand, like anytime I have to go lo listen back to something I we did, it. I'm like, Oh, yeah. I this. sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you have to hear yourself come and you hear, oh! I'm like, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot to ask him to remove it, but since my name or face isn't on there and he said he got turned on by it, I might as well let him have the pleasure of listening to it every now and then. We didn't continue things since we both felt something was missing to move it forward, but we still had a good laugh about this. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I do telling my friends about it. Curious to what you'll name this one. I love this one. I like I also, it too. I also like the idea that like he might not... I mean, I don't like the idea. I would say... <laughs> I, I would say beware that he goes, can you believe this happened when he knows this happens? Right. And then he played it for you. I, that's an interesting thought. Like maybe this wasn't such an accident. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, uh, it's a little too convenient to be like, oh, you won't promise you won't get mad. Like, yeah. So. Or like, cause I feel like if I accidentally did that, I would like laugh to myself and then delete it. If I was actually worried that the person would get mad, I would just delete it. Yeah, there's no reason to even keep it. It's gone, done. Right. It's almost like, I mean, this gets us into like very serious territory where you go, it's almost like he would his gaslighting you into an agreement of him keeping it. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh, you won't believe this. So my phone starts recording now anytime him. I have sex. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to bring us into the mind of a murderer. Right. But uh, but that that is a very real scenario. But I because I, I don't have a sleep tracker. Do you? Um, no, I don't have a sleep tracker or something. I mean, I is that a thing? I guess that it records you when you sleep. I actually weird so weirdly. I read a news article this morning about Google coming out with a thing that can like roll will sense your sleeping and like tell you how well you slept. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is a real thing. But um. Yeah, I would kind of be like, if, oh. I, if I accidentally did that, I think I would just delete it. I wouldn't be like, so don't get mad. But yeah. here's something I could have just gotten <laughs> rid of immediately. But I'm choosing to play for you. Um, I'm, I'm, I just Googled it. This app records the sounds you make in your sleep the, and people are sharing their hilarious results. Yeah, so okay. I guess it does it. I mean, I listen, I'll take her out of this word that he was that this is but i agree like you can literally delete this right in front of the person right but it, like, yeah it seems like he like wanted to keep it yeah she i mean she did say it turned him on and she was cool with that which listen that can be cool with uh, a consenting yeah. couple like I, I i understand that too i just like you know it's just interesting to me that he's like you're you're gonna get so so you're not gonna believe this <laughs> like he could have just explained it instead but right. i guess the, the noise is so funny and she did laugh so I feel like I that is the last thing I would want to hear. Is yourself climaxing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be like, it's like listening to yourself on a podcast, but 
I feel like worse. A thousand times worse, especially with the male climax sound is like, uh, uh. <laughs> it would sound like, <laughs> it just sounds like a bunch of people stubbing their toes. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Jared, you have to hear this. I got, yeah, I can't imagine me. Uh, like hers, she said it's high pitch. That's kind of cute. I guess that's subjective, though. Would would sure. you be okay with someone if someone did this to you, or were like wanted to keep it? Yeah, I'd be okay with it if they wanted to keep it. I'd be like, uh, yeah. To if you want to hear what it sounds like when I shit or climax, uh, right. sure. I uh, guess depend- uh, <laughs> depends how distinguishable your voice is. If you're uh, who's that comedian that you drove once that you chauffeured, Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> you're him. I think people are gonna know who it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm climaxing. That's Gilbert Godfrey coming. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I did. I tell that story on this podcast. I probably yeah, did. It's somewhere did. in the archives. Yeah, that's a long yeah. story for another day that we can retell. But yeah, would you be okay with this? What would you? I think I would want it. I wouldn't want it in the. I would ask them to delete it. I think. Yeah. Like also would... because like I wouldn't even want to listen to it. I would just be like, if you could recognize, I just wouldn't want it out there personally. Yeah, especially with the way I climax. When I climax, I go like this. I'm Jared Freed, and this took 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I climax. So it's a little descriptive of me. Yeah. I don't know. I What would you call this? I would call it the, the wire tap that ass. The wire tap that ass. That is so fantastic. Thank you. That, that wins. That's a good one. I had um, um, the moaning mixtape. And then I, like I had that. the other one I had was the operatic orgasm. Operatic? Like opera. Like, is that oh, a word? Okay. Operatic? I like it. Did I just make up a word? It works. Okay. And then Maddie, our producer, also came up with the Sleepy Sex Tape and Big Brother, which I kind of like too. Big Brother's good. I like that. Yeah. Keep them coming in. Red flag or deal breaker? Would you see this person again? I think it would be a red flag. It would be a real red flag for me that they had like. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't, wouldn't like, be over out, but I would definitely make a mental note that they had done that. There's that thing where it's like, oh, and by the way, um, and you go, oh, this wasn't a by the way. This whole thing was created for the by the way. Right. You yeah. know, that would I wouldn't me- trust. It would be hard for me to trust. It would make me concerned that they were doing other things without my consent. It would be less of a red flag if they were like, do you mind if I record this? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm really into moaning sounds. Do you mind if I... I, I <laughs> that, yeah, that's that, that, that okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's, do, uh, let's do another email. UUP at Betches.com. Okay. Hi, Jared and Jordana. Thank you so much for everything you do. You've truly changed my dating life for the better. The other day, I went for a walk with a friend who I knew was going through some relationship problems. She had been talking about taking a break with her boyfriend, but on this walk, she revealed some shocking news. She told me that a few days prior, she got back on the dating apps, started messaging with someone she knew I liked, and slept with him. I was too <laughs> surprised to know how to feel at the time, but once I got home, I felt hurt. I was not, it was not about the guy, but more about the fact that she knowingly went after someone I was interested in and talking to. I should mention that I never met this guy because our plans fell through a few times, but she didn't know if it ever worked out. After telling me they had their own date, she asked me, did you ever meet up with him? Which shows me that she didn't care either way. 
In the moment, I felt like I couldn't get mad at her because I didn't have dibs on him and she doesn't need my permission to meet anyone. But I feel like what she did was selfish and she told me after it was too late. It would be one thing if it was total coincidence, but we figured out later that we figured out later, but it was obviously she obvious that she knew who he was. She tried to play the oblivious card saying she wasn't sure if it was the same guy, but I know this was not an accident based on some of the things she shared. She even said that while they talked about their friend groups, she purposely didn't mention my name just in case. Seems shady to me. She also remembered the reason why my plans fell through with him, him the first time, which I actually forgot myself. Another fun twist is that I was unknowingly having a text conversation with her while she was with him. I was checking in to see how she was doing with her relationship issues while being home alone with her feelings that day, but she did not mention that she was on a date or even single. I know the timing overlapped because she later told me where and when she went with this guy. She, she went with this guy I liked. What do you guys think? Is there any type of girl code or guy code when it comes to matching the same people your friends match? I personally felt like she violated my trust, especially because I considered her a good friend and she knew I was talking to this guy for a few weeks. I still haven't told her that she's that this sucked for me to hear, but now I've gotten over the initial shock and feelings. I'm not really sure what to make of it. As always, I would appreciate your insight. I think this is an interesting email, but I have one thing that I want to get clarified and maybe you understood it better than me. Sure. What She said she went on a walk to help her friend through her relationship. So does that mean she was cheating on the guy that, she was seeing? I thought that was a little bit gray too. It seemed like she, It seems like she's implying that she just broke up with her boyfriend and didn't really tell her. Mm -hmm. She knew that she was going through relationship issues and then like, because she said she didn't even mention that she was single, but mm -hmm. I, she didn't say that like she wasn't single. You know what the interesting part about it? So I, 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 I'm with you. I think it, let's, let's, let's take it as that. He, she mm -hmm. finds out that they're broken up on this walk where she thought right. they were going to talk about. I would about imagine it. she would mention that explicitly as in part of her case against this girl that she was like a cheating on her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So I, <laughs> It's interesting that this podcast, we get email, we get so many emails and we've been doing this for long enough that we've gotten this email from the other side. Like I know, I know right. exactly what's going on here because we've received not in this scenario, but in this exact scenario, an email from the other woman going, so I'm having trouble with my, my guy. I end up meeting this other guy um, who is matched with my friend. They're not getting together, and I, now I don't know what to do because I'm moving along with this new guy, and I don't want to be mean to my friend. How do right. I handle it? Like, And it feels like she handled it in maybe the least direct way by going and kind of doing what we're talking right. about with the guy in the awkward sex that we're like afraid that he might be doing, where it's like, oh, and by the way, we're broken up. And by right. the way, that guy you were talking about he and I went out. I, I know you guys haven't gone out. Just want to make sure that was right. cool. She's asking for forgiveness instead of permission. Right. And in her head, she's probably like, well, I'm being honest. Yes. Um, and I'm being honest, but, I, but I'm trying to do it in such a casual way that I'm downplaying that it's a big deal. Exactly. She, and so like to this person who's emailing, yes, your friend is lying to you by omitting information that, would be more direct, but she's kind of side dooring her honesty. Don't you think? Right. What would you have done if you were the friend? Um, the problem the friend has, what, what do you mean? The, the, like how would you have approached this if you were the friend and like you were newly single and on this dating app 
and you and saw someone that your friend had mentioned that they had been speaking to, but had never actually gone out with that you wanted to, that you were kind of interested also in maybe going out with. The problem that fr- the problem that friend has, and the I'm sorry to the person who wrote in, is that the person who wrote in doesn't want to admit that this is never going to happen with this other guy in the way she wants. He might be talking with her, mm-hmm. he, but he's he hasn't made the move for a date. He might want to hook up with you, but he wants. To, it seems like he wants to hook up with you while also hooking with other people. Right. Like, so, I know how her relationship with him is going to be. So that's I, how I think the other person felt. She's like, they're never going to be something. So why right. would I hold myself back from having happiness? And I listen, that's a dickish move, too. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's her thought process. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that rationale. And I think like you, I think you're totally right that the girl who is writing in was kind of, is kind of like looking. She's looking for a reason that she's not meeting up with this guy. And it's kind of is it is a little bit more convenient channel to get annoyed at this girl, which I get that this yeah. would be annoying. Have you ever gone out with the same person as some of I've your friend been, on a dating app? I have been. People have tried to fix me up with the same person as another friend of ours in the same circle. And I've always, it's the worst feeling in the world. Why? Because then you measure your, you inevitably, even though you don't, it's not about that. You end up like measuring yourself up to this person that you never thought you were going to have to measure yourself up to. Like you, you do comparison things. It brings you back. It just brings you down a bad mental road. And I think for the because, you know, that person intimately, you start thinking of the things that you envy about that person, whether they're right or wrong. It's your own feeling. So like this person, she has this friend. She probably has things that she envies about her life. She probably has things she doesn't envy about her life. Um, But you're kind of doing that Venn diagram of you versus them that you really didn't want to do. Like Mm -hmm. you're you're always direct comparison. Yeah. yeah, it's a direct comparison and they're choosing this. Even though that's not true, you don't know what their connection is. You don't know why right. they or Even if they are, it, right. it doesn't mean better or worse. It just means better for them. Yeah, a be. size nine shoe isn't better than a size nine and a half shoe. It just happens to fit this person better than you. You know, like right. I, I it's it's really hard. Like, have you ever been in this situation? I've gone on dates that I've realized that my friends have also gone on dates with the same person um and it can be like a little weird i haven't really been in that situation where actually like either of us really like the guy or like really wound up going anywhere but i can see a situation where i would feel annoyed about this but i think it's a really easy thing to be respectful about it's kind of like if i was the it's uncomfortable but it's easy it's easy but it's uncomfortable right if i was the friend because it's also like to say to to stop two people from going out makes you look like a lunatic, right? Yeah. So the person who wants to go out with the person kind of has leverage as long as they're being direct. So like if she wanted to go out with this guy that she matched with on a dating app, she should have just texted this girl and been like, hey, I matched with this guy on a dating app. I'm kind of into him. I know you've been seeing him. I know you've been talking to him, but you haven't gone out. Like, would it be okay if I went out with him just to like see where it might go? If you're not, if you're, if that makes you uncomfortable, I can like, totally opt out of this the friend or this girl 
I would think if I were the girl, I would be almost like too embarrassed to be like, no, like you guys cannot see each other, especially if I hadn't yeah. even met him yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You're in the loser position. You, you, right. you're but I would the feel baby. better. Yeah. I would more respected that someone asked me. A friend would, a, a good friend would go to you and go, hey, our friendship is worth more than this. I just want to let you know, he just asked me on a date. Right. Like you could even say he just asked me on a date. I do want to go, but I want to make sure it's okay with you. I won't go if that's something you don't want me to do. Exactly. Like, it's like it's wanna... like Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, and it's like um you know, there's a lot of things where it's like you want if you get ahead of things, you're always better off. This person is doing like it, it in reverse. They're getting behind things. Right. She's doing it like it's almost like it would be almost easier to be mad. At, it's because it's easier to be mad at her if she just didn't say anything. But she did it half ass. She like told her after and like sort of sure. said it as a sidebar instead of asking her how she felt about it. And be, and and it's exactly for the reason you said she knows that you can't really say anything. You have no right to like that's the embarrassing part for the emailer is like I should mention that I never met this guy because our plans fell through a few times. And it's like the embarrassing part is like your plans fell through. Hers didn't. That's that is like and now because hers didn't and she went through with them. She says to you, oh, and we went out like, what are you going to say? Well, I didn't even ever go out with him because he would never like make a plan with me. But I guess for you, he'll make a plan. You know what I mean? Like it's right. That's what I'm saying. She's she's not really in a the emailer is in a position to like. Especially if she's asked directly how she feels, I think it would be like a very like not. I mean, I guess if she if she really felt strongly about it, then she could say, "Please don't go out with him." But like, it's I feel like I would never. That. Yeah, I would never it's, do that. It's too late. So what? Is, so what does she do? Like now, it is. Too, I agree with you. It's too late to be like, "Hey, you must never see him again." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Romeo <laughs> right. and Juliet. <laughs> I would text her and I would say, "Hey, like after a walk in the park the other day, like I I would ignore the whole like she's talking to you while she's talking to him thing because that doesn't really matter." Mm. Um I would just say, "Hey, like when when you had mentioned that you were going out with this guy, I was a little shocked because I know I told you that I was like talking to him and trying to and we were trying to meet up, like it made me feel a little uncomfortable and a little weird. I wish you would just like run it by me before. I would have been like kind of okay with it but i i i would have felt more like respected and like you cared about our friend or I valued our friendship more if you had given me the heads up before rather than after yeah and and if this friend is a liar which they already are um <laughs> they will respond by by denying it and oh i didn't know and it's like you know i don't know how old these people are but i think with every friend you get an opportunity to see kind of how much of a friend they are and what type of friend they are and this is the type of friend this person is like this is, you know, everyone builds a resume with you. And like I sometimes these things are just like, yeah, that's who they are. That's what they right. cared about. Something They're, to remember about them. Yeah, exactly. Like I would send the same text. I would even say like, hey, um, all of this felt from my end a little too convenient. Uh, you didn't even you could have called me. I'm an adult. Right. You, and they they're it, friends enough that they hang out alone on walks together or something like. And she was I I guess like you can't do the thing where it's like and I was going to be there for you and your ex. It's like 
I think a lot of times with these situations, and especially when I get female friends of mine come to me about this stuff, they'll always reference that, well, she had a boyfriend and, and now she's got to get, I got to have another guy as if like, there's like seven guys out there to have. Right. Like, as if she's taking more of her <laughs> rations than like, yes. than she's allowed. Yeah. And it's like, you can't go down that road because that puts, you can't make the world where she has it all and you have nothing. Cause you have, you have a lot, you're going to be fine. You know? Right. Like, I think that you don't want to be positioning yourself like that in the world of like, no. Well, you know, she could have anyone, and this was the only guy that ever liked me, maybe. (laughs) It can very quickly sound like that. Yeah. In this situation. But, um, yeah, I think that text will work out. And, yeah, you might have, maybe you're not going to go on walks with her for the, when this thing ends. Maybe. (laughs) The three of you on walks together. Let's play some games. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. Send yours in because these keep getting more real than ever, and I love it. These are great. Okay. Hi, J&J. I love all that you do and listen to you twice weekly. Um, I love all that you do to answer the questions I never thought I've had. Here's the story I need advice on. For the past six months, I've been dating a guy that I've fallen madly in love with. He has a dog that he shares There's with his There's your ex. first mistake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you back off a little bit? Madly. Uh, madly. He has a dog that he shares with his ex part-time. We, are, we usually are at my house, but I go to his when he has, has her. When I'm there, I observe very strange behavior, i.e. he will let his dog hump his foot, chase her for the toy she has in her mouth, um, she doesn't understand the drop it command. Give her treats after she pees in the house out of spite when we are putting on our shoes. He literally never disciplines her. This is this is his animal, but he is the submissive and the dog is the dominant. I understand that it is not my place to tell him how to raise his dog. But as I think about the relationship progressing, can I live with a dog like this? Am I coming home to a pee filled house watching my boyfriend getting his foot humped by his female dog daily? How would he be with our kids if he allows this behavior with the animal that is easily trainable? I brought it up to him and he said he needs time to think. (laughs) (laughs) I got to think about it. I don't know what to do. What I'm really attached to my dog being all over my house. I don't know if that's something I'm willing to not have happen. When she humps my leg, it kind of feels good. I don't like to admit that. Yeah. I, how do you feel? So let me start by saying it sounds like this emailer has dog experience or has sexual, you know, BDSM experience because the way she describes the, this is his animal, but he is the submissive and the dog is the dominant. Like, right. It sounds like a weird way to like describe that relationship. Although I know, I know what she's talking about, but I would just say like, he lets the dog do whatever it wants. Yeah. I would would describe it. (laughs) We're not dog people. You or I No. so I would say, I think this is like dog trainer talk. Like, it seems like she has experience with dogs. So that's why she is judging, like, the fact that he doesn't understand the drop it command. Like, that's a big deal to her. Right. I don't know what that is. I, I guess to drop whatever's in its mouth or whatever. Um, so it feels like she has dog experience that she is like, you know, the idea. So it feels like this comes from a place of like, I know what I'm doing. You obviously don't. Right. So Which maybe I, I, she's right. 
She's probably right. No, I, I think she's definitely right. Sounds like she's right. How do you feel about someone sharing their dog with their ex? I mean, that was the, she really brushed right past that, but that would yeah. be like the first red flag about the dog. It seems like this dog is causing like a lot of red flags to me. Yeah. The sharing the dog with the ex, I'm definitely not into. Someone should, it's not a child. I get that we're not dog people and maybe not as sentimental as others who have dogs, but mm. this isn't a child. Someone needs to keep the dog. It is insane. We get emails like this all the... Bless you. Oh, thank you. Um, so we get emails like... Keep that in, Sean. I, so <laughs> we get emails like this all the time where it's like this like custody sharing situation that seemingly always ends. Like it never works out. Like, oh, he gets to visit the dog sometimes. Yeah. He, and it's, it's like... You got. Well, you can both have your own wife and like spouse and children and be sharing the dog. Oh, that's just mom's ex boyfriend. Yeah, taking Charlie <laughs> for the weekend. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane, and it's like it feels. And I get when you come into a relationship, they're like, "Yeah, they're sharing the dog." It's like one of those things you can't really disagree with, like the first couple months because you're like, "Oh yeah, cool," and then now you're six months in, it's like, "Okay, enough with this yeah. shared custody situation." Yeah, it's not. A, I understand sharing custody of a child. That's yeah. normal. A dog, again, I understand people are very attached to their dogs, but so you'll know the dog will be safe with the other person because you trusted them to have it while you were there. Sure. I would. That would be my deal breaker, actually, more mm. so than him not taking proper care of the dog. Yeah, I think. Um, the the connecting it to the kids. I don't think that's well. Again. We don't, we agree that we don't think kids and dogs are the same fucking thing. I think someone's going to be better uh, of a, of a actual dad than a dog dad. So to like extrapolate it out like that, I think they're getting ahead of themselves. But what I would say is uh, the peeing on the house, I would say, I, I think a, like a way to come at that is like, Hey, I'm not coming over if there's pee everywhere. Like that, I think that's right. okay to say. Yeah. That's making it about your own center. I think it's totally okay to say like, I'm a little turned off by like the way you take care of your dog. I'm like, I just, I don't feel like you're doing that great of a job because the dog is peeing everywhere and this, and mm -hmm. this X, Y, Z evidence as to how this is affecting me. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, but I think for me, the deal breaker is sharing the custody. Like I don't need, I, I, yeah. I, I that, that to me is like, you're not done with this. You haven't broken up yet. You forgot to like give them back one of their things. Right. It just seems like a totally unnecessary way to like tie two people together for what? How many years would that again? Like if I'm, think, I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking less about how is this person taking care of my kids and more like how is this shared custody situation affecting me long term? Yeah. Does the dog come to the wedding or is that on an <laughs> off weekend? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I so we're going to get a ton of DMs about this. There's going to be some person that's like no i've shared a dog with my other dog family for 80 years and we <laughs> go on vacation together now and it's not weird at all and it's like it's fucking weird i have dogs for multiple exes <laughs> <laughs> we're a blended dog family i need people to know i we're late in the podcast we're down if you're listening now you're a fan you when you write a comment or dm well, I, yeah, okay, then you're out of this joke. Right. Good luck. 
you know it's like, okay to have a different experience than the one that we're describing yeah but the one we're describing is the most normalized situation exactly <laughs> so let's go to another one you ready yes Hi from Australia. Wow, what an international episode we have right now. I love this these international fans. It's amazing. I want to go to Australia so fucking bad. I I Jess does too. The, Let's all <laughs> go to Australia. Let's do a show Let's there. Let's all go. We'll hold hands all the way there, all 24 hours of the flight. I I there there's a comedy uh the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I hope it comes back, but I want to go to that. We should do a show there. That would be Unreal. Guys, let us know I if you buy tickets to our Australia show because we'll be there. Or yeah, and share the podcast if you're in Australia. Share this. We need this. We need this seed to start growing with you. That's going to be a T-shirt. Okay. <laughs> went went on a date last week to a bar. We have zero community transmission, so life here is normal. Wow, bragging. Um, <laughs> of course, socially distanced. Of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zero. Zero community transmission, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, this cool. is... <laughs> we sat down, and he made no indication to get drinks. So I just rolled with it to see if he would offer, make any moves that we get a drink. Obviously cool with buying my own. But he did not. After an hour, I made an excuse and left. Red flag or deal breaker? Um, That's that insane. Is weird. That is very weird. It's like, if you don't want to drink, go for a walk. Or like, well, well, also, how does it not come up? So you just sat at a bar and you were like, hey, and he was like, hey, and then you just were like, okay, like kind of rude to the bar. Like you're just two people sitting there, not buying anything. Taking up space. Yeah. They just had a global (laughs) pandemic where they had to shut down for a few weeks. Come on. I mean, I would immediately assume that the person wasn't interested in me because they were trying to just make it a short. They didn't want to keep it the length of one drink. They were waiting you out, so to speak. Yeah, which is is more, which is very awkward and weird. It would be a deal breaker. Yeah, it's a deal breaker for me. I mean, it's a deal breaker from like, why isn't she getting a drink, though? Is my other question. I, I, yeah, it's weird to I understand being like, let's see how this goes. But I think you have to take a little more control in your dating life. Like, hey, you want a drink or something like I, I would just get like, I think it's okay to realize that someone is a little not your speed or not your type. But to to then make you like go by their speed just because like I, I don't know I I that's an awkward way to live through life I'd rather like push through awkward than to just like become like a victim to it you know right I would have been like I'm gonna grab a drink did you want anything exactly that is a normal <laughs> way way to approach the situation <laughs> sounds like very awkward date um really funny <laughs> though okay he has his frat tat- letters tattooed on his rib cage, or she has her sorority letters small on her wrist. Mm. I'm okay with this. I, I'm okay with tattoos in general that you don't like anymore because you can, re- <laughs> like, you can remove a tattoo. Or I'm okay if you like the tattoo. Like, if that means something to you. Like, I, I really have never seen a tattoo that I'm like, get me off this date. Like, I. <laughs> Have I'd you? have to know the story behind it. I would definitely not like it. I'm not that into tri- personally, my personal preference. I'm not that interested in tattoos. But if there's some sort of meaningful experience or thing behind it, that's not like we were all hazed together and we fucking mm. love Jimmy Bros, um, <laughs> brother Jimmy's, whatever. Jimmy um, Bros. Jimmy Bros. We- <laughs> Shout out. This is, these are all my boys. Um, 
like if it wasn't really I dumb tattoos kind of turn me off. So Well, I don't like when the tattoo surprises me about the person. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember like Ben Higgins was the bachelor oh, and yeah. there was this he took off his shirt and then all of a sudden he had like a huge dragon on his back. And you're like Whoa, do I know this person at all? You know? Like ben Affleck with the Ben Affleck's tattoo right. is crazy. Yeah, that's but why I'm kind of like, I need to know, I need this to you to explain more about what this has to do with you. Yeah. How did I get to finding out about this and having it be shocking to me? Someone who has been uh, intimate enough to be on a date with you. That's like, the, you know, so like I would think that like if sorority letters are on your wrist, I would kind of see them coming. Like, I would be like, oh, she was in a sorority. She's from, you know, went to Alabama. She, you know, this is what they do that, you know, like I, I could, in my mind, I'm building a, a cartoon of a person, but that's what I would assume I'm with. Right. So you're fine with it. I'm okay with it. I, yeah, I, I would be fine with it. I think it's it, the red flag or deal. It definitely would be at least a red flag, but it could potentially just be a red flag if this, if the story behind it is, I find interesting enough. <laughs> impress me with your tails or you're gone i mean if you have a tattoo i feel like you should be prepared to tell a story about the reason that behind is it. well that's the thing i that is sometimes tattoo people will be like oh i don't have to explain myself it's like okay you don't have to explain yourself to like you know a random person on the street but like on if date. you're on a date yeah. with someone yeah like i'd be like that's a scene yeah you don't have to explain anything you don't have to tell me your name but we're on a date one time i was in a green room and there was a woman in the green room and she's a very funny comic, but she was saying how she got this tattoo that she didn't like, or that was from a past relationship. And I was like, and she was talking about it in a way that it seemed like she was like, didn't enjoy the tattoo. And then she showed us all and it was wild. I was like, I, and I was couldn't big? huge. Jess, what was the tattoo? I don't want to out this person. I, I don't want to, describe right. it but i i can't remember what it was but i remember seeing it well jess was next to me when i saw it and my reaction was oh why would you do that that was my first reaction <laughs> oh my and God, did you say that <laughs> well i go why would you do that that was like my <laughs> and and jess was like you're so rude this was how could you say that and i go she already started with it's a dumb tat do you know what i mean right. like I, I i i thought we were already there i could say that and Jess said it's like a girl asking if your ass looks fat. Do you just do you agree? But, but this is different. Well, I think she right. I think if she if the girl started with, well, I, you know, I'm not really sure if I like these jeans. I feel like they're not that flattering on my butt. What do you think? I would say I, I think those aren't great. Go with a different pair. But I wouldn't say. But if she, it, to me, if she set herself up for that. She right, set yeah. herself up for that. She's going do. And then she's opening herself up to truth. It's the same thing that the person on the walk is doing. Oh, if I, you know, if I went out, you know, you're, it's the same advice we gave to the person on the walk where it's like if she had um, called her and was like, hey, I just want to make sure this is okay with you. Now you're opened up to air your complaints that no, it's really right. does feel uncomfortable. So when someone says, oh, you know, my pants, do you think these fit on me? I feel like they're a little loose. I, I wouldn't be like, yeah, you're, you need, you know, your fat ass doesn't fit. I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, I would go yeah, with a different yeah, pair. Yeah, maybe like, let's see yeah. another. That's what Mike does. What else do you have? 
Let's see. Yeah, what else do you have? That's how you know your bits aren't really great. <laughs> Someone's like, what, what are you going to do on the, yeah, what, what are you going to do on this uh, for the joke? I, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this. What else do you have? What, uh, what else do you have? Right. Yeah. So. Well, that's a, if you, if you're good at, if you're self aware, I feel like you realize that that means they're not, they're not interested in the thing that you're asking them about. I totally agree. So we, we solved self awareness and dating today, Jordana. We did it again. Look at us. Another that's one right. in the books. Listen, people, we love doing this podcast. We love that you love the show. Keep telling your friends. Keep making your Instagram stories. Tell a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Anyone with ears will take them. And we'll be back Sunday. See you then. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Madeline Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at YouUpPod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at Betches.com. Betches.